This is Mitchell McLam, lead pastor of Sapona Road Church in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're so excited you found our podcast. Our prayer is that you're blessed by today's message. If you would like more information about Sapona Road Church or would like to give to this ministry, please visit our website at saponaroadchurch.com. We hope you have a great day and enjoy today's message. message series with you today that we're going to preach for just a little while out of the book of Numbers. And uh, it's it's out of the book of Numbers, and I'm calling it Preparation for Promise. I believe that God's going to use this season, that he's going to use this time to do something great for us. And I believe that he already has used it to do some preparation in our hearts for where he's taken us into this next season. This next season's not been a season of survival, but it should have been a season of revival. And he has prepared us for where he's about to shift us and where he's about to take us to. And so I want to take just a few minutes today and just kind of introduce this series to you and kind of give you the first main thought out of the book of Numbers that as we kind of step into it, we need to make sure we're paying attention and we realize that God's very intentional with detail. Um, I want to read you a passage out of Numbers chapter 2, verse 17. And uh, then I'm going to kind of walk back through this. You know how I do. I'll kind of walk back through and lead us up to this point. But Numbers chapter 2, verse 17 says, So the, the ta- then, the, then the tabernacle carried by the Levites will set out from the middle of the camp. All the tribes are to travel in the same order that they camp, each position under the appropriate family banner. The tabernacle was to be in the middle of the camp. Um, what's taking place here is the book of Numbers picks up where Exodus left off, and the people of Israel have made their journey out of slavery, uh, out of Egypt, and Moses has received the covenant of God. What we know is the Ten Commandments, and instructions have been given for the priests, the Levites, the priests to, to be able to make the sacrifices, to make atonement for sin, the, the special offerings that are being given. Those instructions have been given, and the people are now camped out at the base of Mount Sinai. And God has given instruction. This is the same place where Moses received the Ten Commandments. And they're there, and Moses is is continuing to receive instruction to take a census. And so God says, hey, go take count of everybody, all the people of Israel, all the, the tribes of Israel. Take a census and let us know how many people that there are. You need to know how many men there are that can go to war. And so so Moses breaks them all up, Moses and Aaron. They get separated, and they uh, break up all the tribes of Israel, and there's they're broken down and they begin to count the men that are 20 years of older that are fit for war. And they end up at a place where they count 603,550,000 men. Um, 603,550 men. And that's a, that's a lot of men. And if you take a moment and kind of step back and think through that, that is men over the age of 20 that are fit for war. So if there's 603,000 men that are fit for war, you can imagine. Um, We'll just multiply that times two and say that on average, they at least have one other person with them. We're looking at 1.2 million people that are a part of this movement. That's pretty incredible. Um, And God is is taking order and he's he's making sure that the details are given from the beginning before they begin to step into this promised land. Um, The first census is taken and God gave instruction of how the camp should be ordered and how it should be laid out. We need to make a point to realize that God is a God of order. He's a God of uh, positioning. Uh, I've been in this season the last few months. I was encouraged by a mentor of mine that uh, I need to view the season of my life as a season of preparation and a season of position, not necessarily um, God 
moving in certain ways, but God is positioning us and he's, he's putting us in a place where we can be positioned for what's to come. And so this is no different. God, uh, sorry, I'm bumping the camera all over. Uh, God is, is positioning these Israelites. He's putting them exactly where they need to be so that they can go the way they want to go. Uh, he begins to give them the marching order and the title of Judah is to be the lead and uh, Issachar and Zebulun are going to be following, following them, Reuben, Simeon, and then Gad. And then directly in the middle was to be the tent of meeting. It was to be the tabernacle in the Levite tribe. The Levite tribe was going to be... Um, it was going to be termed as the ones to take care of the tabernacle, to take care of the tent. Chapter 3 and 4, Moses moves into the appointment of the service for the Levites. And there's a special census taken for the tribe of Levi. And Levi's got three three sons, um, Gershon, Kohath, and Moriah. Moriah, excuse me. And they were all assigned parts of the tabernacle. Whenever the tabernacle would move, they're going to go, uh, marching orders are taking place, right? So this is a, a time of movement. They have to be intentional to be prepared as the, the tribe of Israel, as the people of Israel move. We need to take note that they're actually moving into the promised land. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't come to them, but they're moving and they're, they're progressing. They're moving forward. And as they're doing this, God's given complete orders and he's given very specific instructions of how the people of specifically the Levite tribe, the people of Levi, uh, they're going to carry different parts. Some are going to carry the curtains and be responsible for the curtains. Some are going to carry the poles. Some are going to carry the furniture. The, the different tribes of people are responsible for different parts of the tabernacle. And that's extremely important. There's three thoughts that I want to give you kind of around this story, around the scenario for our, our, our message today. The, the big thought, the big idea really is here that the tabernacle was placed at the center. I read you the passage of scripture out of verse 17 where it says, um, I'll read it to you one more time, but it says that the, the tabernacle carried by the Levites was set out from the middle of the camp. If you read this and you read the order and the structure, these people, when they stopped, would be camped all around the tabernacle. The tabernacle would be right in the center. It would be right in the middle. And in the tribe of Levi, they would be positioned on different sides of the tribe. But regardless, the presence of God was meant to be at the center of the camp. It was supposed to sit right in the middle of the people. And that's important for us to realize that it represents the, the presence of God to be the center of our life. God's got to be the center of our life through everything that we're doing. And as we're walking into promise, and we're stepping into this preparation season from the very onset, from the very beginning. God must be in the middle. He must be at the center of this in order for us to move forward. Uh, we need to recognize that the place of worship, not necessarily the physical building, but it's more so the place of our heart, the stance of our heart, the, the way that our heart is positioned needs to be centered around Jesus. It must be centered around uh, the love of God in our life. God's got to be the center of everything that's taking place, the center of our families, our church, our hearts, and even our motives. Our motives moving into this promised land, our motives moving into that next season of your life, regardless of whether it's a new job, whether it's expanding and growing your family, whether it's this new place in your marriage, whatever it is, God has got to be the center of that or else it's going to dry up and it's not going to work. God must be what drives us. So number one, Jesus must be at the center of your camp. Number two, everybody had a place. If you go through and read these details out of the book of the, the first 
th- th- uh, three to four chapters of Numbers, it's extremely important. God is so specific how each tribe of, of Israel has a specific place. They Some are going to be positioned here. Some are going to be positioned here. Some are going to be positioned on the east, the west, the north, and the south. And they're all to be together under their family banner. That tells me that the family unit is extremely important. But 603,000 men were assigned places to be in reference to the tabernacle. It was all about protecting the presence of God and keeping God at the center of the people. The Levites had specific tasks that they were assigned to. It's very specific. The the parts of the tabernacle that they were responsible for tearing down and setting up and carrying and moving with them. And in order for uh, preparation to take place, everybody must be in place. Whenever we uh, have our grand celebration and we open back up our doors on June the 7th and we can meet in person again, I'd love for you to be there. I think that it's going to be very important that everybody that possibly can, that, that feels comfortable, obviously should be there. If you can't be there, you should have your place of prayer. You should be praying for us and uh, continue to move us forward in your heart and in your prayers. But we all have a place. And we all have a place in this ministry. We all have a place in, in God's calling and in God's kingdom and what we're doing to advance the kingdom. There's so many people that need to be reached. And there's so many people, I believe our whole heart for our church is to reach more people, is to reach people. It's not about growing a church numerically, but if we reach people for the kingdom of God, our church is going to grow numerically. And so it's all about reaching people. But in order for that to happen, the preparation must be in order from the beginning and people must be in place. It's not that we're going to create positions and a sign people to these roles, but you've got to be in your own place, in your own heart to recognize this is a need that needs to be met and I need to meet that need. I've got to do what it is that God's called me to do. Lastly, the last last thought I want to leave you with is the very first tribe that led the the tabernacle out was the tribe of Judah. And they they were the ones that were going forward. They were the, the, um, predecessors, if you will. They were the, the marching leaders. And and so before the, the temple, before the presence of God ever even arrived, the, the tribe of Judah had showed up. Before the tabernacle, any other tribe had showed up on scene, the tribe of Judah was there. So from the onset, the tribe of Judah was set at the front of the line. And before the tabernacle ever made an arrival anywhere whatsoever, Judah had got there first. Well, why is that important? Well, you need to understand that Judah means praise. Judah means praise. And God is putting them in a place of preparation where the praise goes before them. But from the very beginning, when they show up, when the people of Israel show up into Canaan land, when they show up into the promised land, the tribe of Judah, the tribe known for praise is going to be there first. And so I believe that our worship is what's going to define the season in our life. And sure, maybe it's not going to be our, our worship as we watch these videos like I just showed you a few minutes ago and you sing out loud. It's not going to be about when we gather together and our worship team, awesome worship team, leads us in worship and we praise together. It is a heart of praise. Those times are a reflection of how we're praising God through our life day to day with our actions, with our words, with our prayers, with our, our time spent with Him. Are you spending time with the Lord? Are you really reflecting on the goodness of God and, and praying? him for his goodness because long before we ever make it to Canaan, long before you ever make it into that promised land, your praise should have gone before your uh, the, even anything whatsoever. Your praise is going to go before that arrival. Your praise is going to be the first thing to show up in Canaan land. So number one, uh, the tabernacle, the presence of God must be at the center of everything that's done. Number two, everybody's got a place. There's an order to God's marching uh, order and everybody has a place. Everybody is important. Everybody is vital. 
everybody was so important that they counted 603,000 men ready for battle. And that didn't even include the tribe of Levites. Number three, our praise must uh, go before even the presence of God. The the presence of God is going to follow the praise. I believe that wholeheartedly. The tribe of Judah is going to be the one to take us in, and they're going to be the one to lead us in, and your praise must go forward. So keep that in mind today, and I just want to encourage you as we are preparing for promise and we're getting ready to step into a promised land, not only for our church, but I believe for your family and for your uh, our community, and I believe even in your personal life, God's sending something for you, and he's got something for you, but there's got to be a season of preparation, and I believe we're living that season of preparation out to step into the promise. Hey, I want to pray for you really quick. God, I love you. I thank you, Father, for your goodness, your grace, your mercy. Lord, I thank you for everything that you've done for us. I thank you that you're preparing us for promise. Lord, if there's anybody watching this today that doesn't know you, I pray, God, that you would speak to their heart right now and that they would recognize that they they need a Savior, that they need you, Lord, that they need you to do something in their life. Maybe they've never met you. Maybe they've never had a relationship with you. We want to give them that opportunity today. I I just want to lead them in a prayer. If you don't know Jesus today, I want to lead you in a quick prayer. And all you've got to do is, is pray the prayer that I'm praying, not even word for word, but the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you can be saved. And so I just want to lead you in a prayer today. And I believe that God can change your life. Would you pray this with me? Uh, Jesus, I recognize I'm a sinner. I recognize I'm in need of a savior. I need forgiveness. I know that you, God, sent your son to die on a cross and he rose again on the third day so that I could be free. I need forgiveness. Forgive me, Lord. Change my life. Come into my life. Make me new. You gave your life. Now I give you mine. Make me new in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I love you. I appreciate you. Uh, Next Sunday is exciting. It's Pentecost Sunday. I can't wait to worship with you and be together. Um, It's going to be an online worship experience one more time, online only, and then June 7th, moving into an in-person worship service. If you need us, we're here for you. We love you. God bless you. Have a great weekend.